What is up, you all? Samurai Jack is in the house. Yes, that's right. There isn't a doubt about it. S-s-s-samurai Jack. This week, I am accused of stealing another's style. A baseless accusation I do not take lightly. I will have to deal with that later. It is time for your episode to start, and time for me to spend some time with the honeys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. It is episode 42. Nick Montagani, I am here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, happy podcast day, my boy. Uh, Yeah, happy podcast day to you as well. Every day is podcast day if you are always listening to our podcast. (laughs) Just on repeat all the time. Does that that seem like a fair way to sort of declare podcast day? We can claim that for our podcast. Yeah, why not? Sure. Has anybody else? If they have, we'll have to fight them, but I'm ready for that. Uh, I've been ready for that. That's kind of what we've been preparing for for this last year of ours. And Brendan, actually, it's... It's uh, interesting. Um, tomorrow marks the one year anniversary of uh, our little podcast that we've been doing together. Oh, really? I actually didn't know yeah. that. I knew it had to be coming up soon, but. Yes, tomorrow is the day. Uh, one whole year of this podcast. Um, time has really flown by. And, you know, as we've done many times over, uh, but cannot do enough, uh, you know, thank you everyone for sticking with us through this entire year. And uh, it's not going anywhere because we still got a lot of episodes to do. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about that video game. Going to talk about that video game. There's some comic books, a board game, things that, you know, we've said that we have to talk about but haven't talked about. Um, we will talk about them eventually. At uh, some point. Yeah. <laughs> figure, figure something. <laughs> it's always been part of the plan, but uh, that's kind of where the plan has ended so far. <laughs> That's kind of the theme of our podcast is, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's part of the plan. <laughs> It'll just happen naturally, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll squeeze it in there. Uh, one year, Brendan. Um, I don't know. How do you how do you feel like maybe you've grown in this past year in terms of like thinking about Samurai Jack or thinking about like cartoons of the era or cartoons like in general? Like, do you feel like maybe your thoughts have changed at all? Like having watched so many Samurai Jack episodes and like discussing them so thoroughly in the last 365 days? Um, I don't I don't really think it's changed all that much. I don't really think yeah. about any cartoon from this the era other than this one <laughs> any more than I did before. Uh, I have a lot more people talking to me about Samurai Jack, which, oh, yeah, you know, is something. I I know exactly where you're coming from. (laughs) Someone being like, hey, I watched this episode of it. And then, like, me, like, I feel bad, like, getting into that conversation because I'm like, "Uh, I had an hour and a half long conversation with Brendan about this episode. (laughs) And, like, I don't want to sit here and have another one with this person. (laughs) Like, I've. Yeah, I've done this. Everyone sends you like uh, memes or like pictures of the characters like done by different yep. artists. Like, uh, here's Zaku dressed up like an actual Shogun. Like, ah, oh, yeah, very <laughs> this cool. Is something Brendan would like. Yeah. <laughs> I, now people think like Samurai Jack is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> and don't get it's, me wrong, you know, I like Samurai Jack a lot. It's not my favorite thing <laughs> in the world, though. <laughs> uh, I know I can't commit extra time outside of what we're already <laughs> doing. Um, 
Yeah, I guess my thoughts haven't really changed on like any of that stuff, too. But like I have kind of noticed like going through these episodes, even particularly like last season and so far this season of Samurai Jack, I feel like a thing that we talk about a lot is like this show, like each week, it seems like they have an idea that they want to shoehorn like Jack into Mm -hmm. to like varying degrees of success. You know, like last week we talked about the uh, giant mech battle theme, which maybe like didn't work out (laughs) exactly the way that we wanted to. Yeah. Um. But, you know, other episodes, like, we had fun with, like, Jack going to a rave was, like, the, yeah. the one idea. And, like, that worked. Um, it is just kind of fun. Like, I feel like that they don't I – mean, I mean, I'm not really watching a lot of, like, modern cartoons. But, like, I feel like they're not really doing this kind of thing anymore because I feel like things are built, like, really – heavily for like either like binging if an entire season goes on like Netflix all at once or like people are just so much more interested in like serialized stories. Yeah, I started noticing that a few years ago with South Park when they started doing like season long. Right. Like, plot They've lines. kind of changed their formula. Yeah. A I was bit. like, oh, oh, no, <laughs> you don't have to do this. I know that's the kind of show where like I don't want them yeah i don't want these overarching like four parters that they seem to do so frequently now yeah like that show was at its best when it was like who are who are they going to skewer this week yeah and it was like really a lot more topical at back then like i don't know i don't watch it really much anymore so i can't really yeah, say for sure neither, but it seemed like something would happen and then that week south park would be about that thing that happened it's like wow right. they're like on top of their shit uh, yeah but you know we're not here to talk about South Park. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This is not the, the the time or place for such a conversation. Um, but I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just reading too much into that. But, like, it does – it is fun to, like, watch a show, like, a product of this time where, like, yeah, they weren't really worried about, like, carrying out a cohesive story, like, from start to finish. Even though, like, we've also lamented that sometimes on the show. Like, oh, I yeah. wish they would get back to, like, the main stuff. But it is – I don't know. It's got, like – Pluses and minuses. And I think it's it's also because it was from a time where you couldn't just go and watch things like you were saying, but kind of for a different reason. It's more like when you turned on Cartoon Network, they had shows set for a time slot. And it seems like they sometimes just randomly picked which one they were going to put on. So, like, if you're just going to put on a random episode from any season at any time, it can't be something where, like, somebody's got to come back the next day expecting the continuation of the story. It yeah. has to be able to stand on its own. Yep. A hundred percent. So I feel like we've kind of moved away from that sort of thing, at least as adults. I don't know. Cartoon Network might still be doing that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. But I guess maybe that is a product product of like people not watching. Yeah. People not watching cable TV. Yeah. But exactly like we said, like, oh, I've got this entire library of like the whole show available to stream today. Yeah. So I'm going to um, start at the beginning and just watch it through. Right. Right. Um, Which. Maybe has helped, definitely has helped our podcast that like we get to sit on an episode each week and like really kind of dig into like each one of them one at a time. Yeah. Um, it's helping me enjoy the show a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, I certainly have enjoyed the show over this last year, um, as I hope everyone has enjoyed the show and our show over the last year. Especially our show. Especially our show. It is much better than Samurai Jack. We take Samurai Jack and we improve it. 
mm-hmm. by not showing it, would be it to nothing you without us and just talking about it. That's right. It takes three to five times as long, but you get more out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a better time. <laughs> Brendan, it's time to talk about episode 42. Let's let's recap episode 42. Let's do it. Watch it. Episode 42 of Samurai Jack, uh, one of my favorite titles that we've had in a while now, and it's very simple, but still very good. Uh, Brendan, episode 42 is Samurai versus Samurai. Oh, yeah, that works. I'll take it. I'm glad it's not Jack versus the Samurai. Yeah, that would suck. Um, this one, you know, you can either either one, you know, the f- first Samurai could be Jack, it could be the Samurai, and then yeah. the second one. Could be the other one. Yeah. Or they both could be the same one. Who knows? <laughs> it could be, yeah. It's sort of talking about does Samurai's own internal battles. Yeah, which, which like does come up in the episode. <laughs> There's a lot that comes up in the episode uh, vis-a-vis does Samurai. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, yes. Samurai versus Samurai, June 28th, 2003. There's a hard rain coming down in a forest at night. It's like this big dense forest, like comprised of tall grass and like bamboo shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the distance, Samurai Jack appears and uh, his straw hat is barely shielding him from like the pouring rain. He makes his way through this forest to a pagoda that's like in the middle of the woods, um, which is an odd location for it, but yeah. also like, so now we're, we are to believe that like Jack is back in Japan or is still in Japan from like what we theorized last week. Yeah, he's in Japan for sure. Um, right. But again, <laughs> we, I don't know. That's, he, he just teleports around wherever the plot needs him to go. I'm done worrying about that on yeah. this show. We just can't can't commit the time to it. <laughs> Jack, yeah, he reaches this building and the windows are all lit up inside. So he opens the door and uh, it's kind of a quiet scene in here. It turns out this is some kind of like inn with like a tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a bar at the far end of the room and the room is full of patrons uh, that are like surly goblin troll looking dudes. Yeah, all um, over the place. There's also like a table with like little gnomes and like pointy hats. So like we know that we're in Japan, but also this room is full of like weird European medieval mythological characters. Yeah. Uh, when it's doing like the establishing shot of the interior of this like tavern, it it looked very much to me like a like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of tavern. Like even yes, like the 100%. multiple floors with like the hole going down the middle and all these like weird creatures sitting around. I was like, this is like the yawning portal we just walked into. What the hell is happening? <laughs> but we're in the middle of a Japanese forest. Yeah. So like <laughs> something doesn't compute here. Yeah, I don't know. The DM didn't know where to put it. I just feel like on the show, whenever they have a like a bar scene, they want to have like weird. Yeah. Like, medieval looking goblins. And you know what? That could shit. be like a Star Wars thing because the, the show does borrow a lot from Star Wars oh, yeah. a lot of the time. So and that could be like every time you go into a bar in Star Wars, there's all kinds of weird aliens sitting around. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But none of the aliens in Star Wars ever uh, carried their uh, big 
swords. I'm trying. What are medieval things? Do you have any medieval references I can make? Because I'm trying really hard to do one, and I'm not doing a good no good job of it. They never had their coat of arms. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah they didn't. That sucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll try to do cut better. That, I'm that, sorry. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> uh, Jack walks up to the bar, and uh, the bartender he's wearing a little yellow baseball cap on it that says he's, it says boss on it which did, i think is really funny did you notice that this guy when we first walked into the bar and we're doing the establishing shot was a different guy yes i did uh, it was a guy with that. like a huge mustache uh yep. that guy is never seen again from what i no. remember <laughs> he got fired sometime between jack <laughs> opening the door and walking up to the bar yeah there's a new boss in town and yep. we know it because his hat says so <laughs> his hat says boss on it yeah that's how that's how uh hierarchy is established in a tavern mm-hmm um you uh, listeners at home don't know that I'm wearing a hat that says boss on it. So, Brendan, <laughs> you better step you better step in line, my boy. I've got my worst employee pin on. <laughs> uh, fitting, I would say. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Uh, I'm not so far. Rocky start to the podcast for me as a, listeners. A rough I think week. We'll <laughs> side with. Yeah, I know. Not good. Um, Jack walks up to that bartender and he tries to order a hot water, uh, but the bartender like gruffly directs him to their, uh, like a kettle off to the side of the bar. Um, which I feel like is a very real experience that I've had at bars, like trying to order water from a bartender. Mm. Like, I feel like I've been kind of like rudely dismissed doing that sometimes in the past. I don't know if you have that shared experience. Uh, no, I don't order water at a bar cause I'm not a fucking nerd. Well, I don't know. You got to pace yourself a little bit. Uh, Jack pours himself some hot water and starts pulling tea ingredients out of his ghee Mm -hmm. in what is maybe like the most intimately detailed scene that we've ever had on this show is Jack making himself some tea. Yeah, we've seen him do this before, but this is the first time where it's ever like shown every little step of it. Yeah, they're lingering on like all the ingredients, mm-hmm. um, most of which I don't even know what he's. No, the, he pulls out a bag of tea leaves and then yep. like a, a bamboo tube full of some unidentified like orange powder that he puts yes. in the drink. And then it looks like he uses that same tube to stir it. Just the fact that like we even like can so like thoroughly describe the steps that he took is like it's just interesting how much attention they put into jack's tea preparing method i think it's it's meant to be a uh like a juxtaposition to the next samurai who walks into the the other fellow that we'll see soon enough jack Um, is very calm and understated and doesn't draw attention uh that that is not going to be the case for long in this episode. <laughs> Jack he sits down by the fireplace to uh, enjoy his tea when there's a loud bang at the door, and then a boombox is just sitting there. Well, it gets like thrown in through the door. Oh no, it walks in right. It's got like feet. Yeah, <laughs> it sprouts legs and walks itself into the room, which I think is great. Um, and also pops out like a little arm and pushes the play button on itself. <laughs> Seems overly complicated. <laughs> Uh, at the risk of sounding like a boomer, which is us millennials' worst nightmare, <laughs> do you think anyone born past like 2000, th- 
2003. We'll say 2003 because that's when this episode came out. Do you think anyone born past that date would know what a boombox was if you just said the word boombox? Um, probably. Maybe, uh, no, probably not. Not many. I'm sure obviously some, but. They would recognize like a boombox if they saw it like, oh, yeah, speakers that play music like this makes sense. to Yeah. You. But I think, yes, yeah, saying the word boombox to a zoomer, as they're called, might not. Work. Although when did Stereo Hearts come out? The mm, Gym Class question. Heroes song. That was within like the past 10 years, wasn't it? And they make references to boombox in that. That's fair. There's also the Lonely Island boombox song, but that's even like <laughs> dating myself because that's probably like 2006. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right. Enough of this boomer ass conversation that I brought up. I'm so sorry. Um, How dare you? The, <laughs> the boom boomer box. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> the boombox presses its own play button and some funky ass music starts playing as the boombox is like bumping up and down and like shaking the entire screen. Um, there's a thunderclap and a man appears in the door of this tavern. He's this big muscly man wearing a purple and gold jumpsuit with like hammer pants. Yep. Uh, also wearing like a Sultan hat. Yeah, and some kind of turban chain. with like yeah. LED lights all over it. His whole entire outfit is studded with like flashing multicolored LED lights. And you know what really bothers me about those is that they don't blink to the music. No, they just kind of seem to be doing their own thing. Yeah, like right at first when he appears, they are kind of synced with the music. But then as it goes on, they go out of sync. Kind of like when you're at mm -hmm. a stoplight and you're like syncing up your blinker with the person in front of you. And oh, it just keeps like fading crazy. in and out of like being in sync. I'm like, who's who's faster, me or them? Yeah. Um, man, I know that feeling very well. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got this ridiculous outfit, and uh, Brendan, I, I may be breaking the fourth wall of our podcast here, but I'm going to let this man introduce himself to our audience. All right. What's up, y'all? The samurai is in the history out. That's right. Ain't no bout to doubt that. Don't call me back. Call me back. I'm the samurai dude who invented root. There ain't no stopping this booty kicking, brother. Brendan, any first impressions of Does Samurai? I think he's pretty cool. Seems like a, a cool guy. Although he, he calls his sword uh, his mama and then calls it baby. Uh, within like two sentences. <laughs> mm, problematic. Yeah, that's a little Freudian, I think, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, does Samurai, I don't, okay, this might be crossing a line. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll kind of figure it out as we go. Um, we've met some characters on this show. Um, and I had mentioned much earlier on that, like, I thought Does Samurai was like a recurring character that came up multiple times on mm -hmm. the show, but I was wrong and actually surprised that it took us until season four to meet Does Samurai. He's a pretty, yeah, he's, he's like a fan favorite. There's like a, a Funko Pop of him, even. I think he's in the latest video game. I believe that, yeah. There's a lot of characters that you wouldn't expect to be, like, Clench is in the oh, video game. God. I'm not playing that game anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to get too far out here, Brendan, but I think possibly 
that Dust Samurai might be the best character on this TV show ever. Uh, yeah, he's certainly up there. I, I really like the character. <laughs> I, love, I think you're supposed to like fucking hate him. Right. I, I like him. It's really hard not to love him because he's just so over the top, as we'll discuss. But um, yeah, just like it, the entrance is like enough to endear you to like, oh, yeah, this is the best character that the show has ever had. This guy's incredible. <laughs> he's like um, doing spins and like he's very theatrical. <laughs> yep. Death Samurai is here. Uh, and Brendan, of course, I must mention that uh, David Allen Greer is the voice mm-hmm. of Death Samurai, who, of course, has been in a million things. Um, but this is, I think probably everyone agrees this is like his defining role is Death Samurai. <laughs> his magnum opus is Death Samurai, <laughs> or Death Samurai, it, as he pronounces it half the time. I I mean, I can't disagree with that statement. <laughs> uh, he's a great character. You have to wonder, does he do this same routine every time he enters any door? It seems so well rehearsed that I have to imagine, yeah. He, Probably, this, this yes. This is his, his intro shtick. Anywhere. Going to, like, the bank, going to, like, the gas station. He walks into, like, going a family to, like, funeral. <laughs> Guess who's here, motherfuckers? <laughs> Uh, there's nothing cooler than two white dudes from New Hampshire describing this confident, muscular African-American <laughs> samurai. <laughs> Very cool. I think everyone would agree. Uh, Death Samurai's here, Brendan. Um, he rips off his, uh, Sultan hat and his strobe light robe, mm. um, He's kind of got like a Mr. T meets like genie from Aladdin plus like hammer pants. Yeah. He's got yeah. kind of like a, a like a very bold aesthetic going on. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. He's just wearing like a vest, nothing underneath. Mm-hmm. And these what are they purple? These flashy purple hammer pants with like gold trim everywhere. He's great. Uh, he wraps up his introduction and uh, picks up his boombox and <laughs> just like hurls it at one of those gnomes sitting at the table and just like crushes it instantly for no reason other yeah, than just to be rude. Just to be a dick. And then he goes up to the bartender and it looks like the bartender's just going to give him his hat. <laughs> he does kind of remove his boss hat like, oh, I'm not the boss. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought he was going to hand it to him so he could crush it. <laughs> uh, now, he does like in this scene um, just like continuously establish himself as like a total ass. Um, yeah. yeah, he uh, he does intimidate that bartender and he reaches over the bar to like grab his own bottles and like pour himself a cocktail, which he spills like all over the counter, like wasting half the bottle. I liked I liked this bit because it shows him like holding the bottles and then you see two bottles come in and start pouring and then two more come in from the top <laughs> as if he's got like four arms that he's doing it with. Uh, that's a deadly cocktail. That's that's too many different liquors at once. But yeah. you know, it's does samurai. You know, he's a tough dude. He can handle. He can keep it down. Um, he spits out this this mixture that he's made and like slams the bartender up against the wall and actually tells him, uh, "You're lucky I'm in a good mood because Mama would knock you out." Yeah, which is very funny. <laughs> Fun reference to our our good friend, ladies love cool James. Yeah. Is that what that stands for? 
It is. I didn't know that. It's the funniest. It's the funniest (laughs) nickname of all time because it's a nickname on top of a nickname. Like even if it was just cool James, it's like okay, like that's a pretty (laughs) lame nickname, but I like it. And then he's like, no, but also you need to know at all times that ladies love cool James. (laughs) I I had no idea that that's what that stood for. I didn't. I just assumed it didn't stand for anything. It's just letters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it has uh, it has its own origin story. (laughs) Oh, God, I have to I guess I need to study the deep lore of LL Cool J. LL Cool J. (laughs) There's a lot to learn. We could do a whole podcast just about that. I think we will. Yeah, we should. Bonus episode. Who better to do it? (laughs) That's true. Yeah. The two white dudes from New Hampshire. (laughs) Uh, There's like a geisha sitting alone in this bar. Um, which is like, again, like incongruent with the other patrons of the bar. So like the, just yeah. the theming is all over the place. Um, and he slides up all smooth and like starts talking to her and, uh, she pushes a little button on like a handheld device and some robots come up to like fight him off. And, uh, he then gets off on using all of his fighting moves against these robots and like proudly announcing them to yeah he calls them out like some sort of like anime superhero uh he also does a really fun spin move here that is like straight out of league of legends or i guess league of legends stole it from this it's very flashy yeah all of the spinning and throwing mama in the air and everything like that (laughs) um it's very good i didn't write all of them down but i did write down what i think is the best one which is the monk dunk (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i'm a little confused about the monk dunk honestly well, what he does is he slices the top of a robot's head off to leave like a little round bald patch like a Gregorian That's monk. That's what or I'm whatever. confused about. Or a Lutheran he, monk. Yeah, he cuts off the top of the robot's head and it's got like a and pink got, yeah. fleshy scalp. A bald, yeah, a bald <laughs> robot head. It like insinuating that the robot had hair that he just cut off. Yeah, or that there's like a real head inside of the robot head. Yeah. That was confusing. Uh, maybe this was not the best opponent for him to sort of <laughs> display this move on. Well, it works. Um, it really works. So that's the monk portion of the monk dunk. And then he picks up the robot and dunks it through a paper lantern. <laughs> I just yeah. think it's so good. Very funny. Uh, it looks like it's going to fall all the way through, but then it gets caught somehow. It's like it just kind of gets jammed in there. Yeah. It's hanging by its foot from the lantern. I'm not sure if that would count in an actual basketball game. You know, it's got to go all the way through the hoop. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know nothing about if, sports ball. Well, that's <laughs> evident by the <laughs> false start that our listeners won't hear. Um, <laughs> you know, if a ball gets like wedged in like the little corner between the yep. rim and like the backboard, they have to like completely stop play. Like they won't just let them like jump up and grab it. And it's not like a live ball. I feel like it should be. That's like kind of part of the fun. Yeah. If somebody can get up there and, and knock it out, maybe they're worried about them jamming their fingers in the net. Yeah. But I mean, you know, basketball players, they, they be jumping up there all the time anyway. Yeah, I guess so. That's nothing new for them. I don't know. Let them play. <laughs> um, yeah. He, uh, Desamurai kind of like asks if anybody else wants some, and everybody else turns away and they don't want any. Um, he's about to grab another drink, but then some bounty hunters enter through the door. These things are badass. They're very badass. Maybe more at first than yeah, later it, on. Yeah, later on they're less badass and more uh, deeply unsettling. 
Mm-hmm. But for now, they're really cool. <laughs> they're these cool, intimidating robots, like these very thin robots with like flowing red robes covering like their entire bodies. Um, and like these featureless metal heads that are shaped like pen caps. Yep. Kind of just like these big block heads, like on top of flowing red robes. It's very cool. I kind of thought of like IG-88 without all the little like bits and yeah. bobs all over his face. Yeah, that's an apt comparison. Um, I think there's three of these bounty hunters that enter through the door. Yep. Um, and does Samurai watches them enter the room, like maybe thinking they're coming for him, but they make their way straight to Jack, who has been sitting by the fireplace this whole time. Um, and Jack looks up and one of the robots <laughs> throws open its red robe, revealing a TV screen. Yeah, like an old shitty staticky TV screen. It's, Awful TV that powers on and, yeah, through, like, scan lines and, like, with fuzzy audio, Aku appears on the screen and uh, addresses Jack directly. It's kind of sad that, like, is this really the best that Aku can do these days? It's, like, this terrible TV on, like, these little, like, humanoid robot dudes. I don't know. I feel like this is a low point even for him. He's kind of, like, running low on robot budget at this point. It's like, look, Jack is, yeah, he's destroyed my entire inventory. Like, what do I have lying (laughs) around these old CRTs? Although I guess at the time they were maybe modern CRTs. Yeah, well, it looked like a flat screen. It wasn't like a big tube TV hanging on the front of this robot. Which would have been very funny. Yeah, I would have liked that. (laughs) Have you ever read the Saga graphic novels? Uh, Only the first uh, volume. There's like a whole robot race where their heads are like... CRT TVs. Oh, like in Fully Cooley. And then like the like lower class ones have like old TVs with like rabbit ears and like dial knobs on them. So like they're not as high tech TVs. It's that's cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, Jack is surprised <laughs> as anyone would be to see Aku appear from beneath these robots robes. Um. And Aku introduces these robots as his newest assassins and commands them to destroy Jack. Uh, De Samurai is looking on at this, perhaps feeling like a little one-upped that these robots are not here for him, but are instead here for Jack. Yep. He's a little jealous. Yeah, it's kind of like he's, as usual with him, he's worried about his own reputation, like for what, what what's going on here that isn't involving him. He's like, well, I got to... He's probably always thinking, I got to get myself involved in this somehow. Yeah, that's the kind of guy he is. And uh, Jack just sits calmly for a moment. And uh, then in like a cool, silent, slow motion, he floats up into the air and draws his sword. And uh, the samurai literally does like a spit take in slow (laughs) motion. He can't believe like Jack's fighting ability, even just at the start. Yeah, just the leap into the air, the ready position. Yeah. Um, he watches Jack carve up these robots with ease and, uh, Jack walks over the robot corpses, like up to the bar next to the samurai. And he orders some more hot water, which I guess he forgot was in that kettle off to the yeah, side of the bar. But this time they bring it to him, though. They do give it to him. Maybe they're thankful for him stopping these scary bounty hunters. I don't know. Yeah. The samurai addresses Jack directly and has heard of him, uh, but seems to think that he's like ripping off the samurai style. Yep. 
kind of like his whole gig. Uh, like he literally tells him that his moves like are good, but not as good as my moves. Yeah, Jack is the poser in this situation. Yeah, clearly. Um, I would be willing to believe that Da Samurai was around doing his thing, doing this specific thing before Jack was sent into the future. You know, he's probably been at this for a number of years. So Jack showed up and kind of, yeah, like took over the mantle of coolest local samurai. Yeah. He's probably not happy about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, his this dust samurai's fighting ability isn't really up to par. He's got a lot of like flashy moves and stuff. And he's like pretty decent with the sword, I guess, if he can cut off the the top right. the top of the robot's like hair without cutting through its actual head. It shows some dexterity, but I don't know. I can't see him like surviving that long if he's actually going around claiming to be like hot shit all the time. He only really has to probably deal with like the local riffraff because he doesn't have Aku sending like his best minions That's after true. him like That's Jack true, yeah. has. So like he probably is able to hold his own, but he's not really fighting in Jack's weight class. Yeah. So it's kind of a different different playing field, I think, for these two. Um, but yeah, he he thinks that Jack is kind of ripping off his style and Jack's not really all that. And Jack obviously does not engage with him. And just turns to walk away from the bar. Um, the samurai is like completely enraged. And uh, Jack <laughs> has maybe his best burn of all time on this show. The uh, samurai says to him, uh, well, didn't you hear who I am? And Jack very calmly replies, I believe everyone heard who you are. Fucking got him. I know. <laughs> I love that, that response. I know that was maybe the best thing he could have said for like as much as like I talked about how does Samurai might be the best character ever. This might be one of Jack's best episodes ever. Like, personally. oh, yeah. Yeah, because this one just like really makes Jack out to be like this. The the typical stoic samurai like trope that, that you know of. And he's not acting like a fool like he does a lot of the times. Other he than is, this, like. He is like the master yeah. in this episode. Like that the like the character that I wanted him to be all this time. Yeah. Um, but like now have grown to love. Yeah, exactly like you said. Like his dumbass foolish <laughs> moments. Like those are now fun to me. But like this is kind of the character that I always envisioned. That you picture Jack would be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so having the samurai like having Jack be able to like clown on him while also just keeping like a very calm demeanor is like, it's yeah, truly one of the great Jack episodes. I think oh, of yeah. all time he, uh, of course that sets off the samurai even more. And he goes on like this very long rant about how they're both samurais and they need to fight. So there can only be one samurai around. <laughs> yep. the high, is that a Highlander reference? Is that what they're going for here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. I believe that movie went exactly the same way as this episode did, too. So <laughs> that all checks out. Um, Jack is sitting down. <laughs> I don't know. Jack's obsession with the hot water here is really funny to me. Uh, he sits down at the table and like this little troll waiter comes up to him and asks. And Jack asks the waiter for more hot water. Yeah. Like, Can I have more hot water? Like drank any of what he had. No, he just had like a full cup and he asked him, can I have more hot water? The little troll guy shrugs and he's literally like, I guess so. Yeah. And walks away. <laughs> um, the samurai 
basically tells Jack that he's afraid to fight him. Uh, d- the waiter, <laughs> Ken, the waiter comes over and delivers more hot water and walks away, but then comes back to apologize for like not asking the samurai if he wants anything. The samurai leans down and hisses at him. Yeah, he's like chittering. It's really weird. <laughs> He's like, do you want anything, sir? And he says, yeah. And then he goes, he runs away in fear. I know it's such an odd reaction. <laughs> the samurai looks at Jack with his hot tea and um, swipes it from his hand. And with a devilish grin, he dumps the whole thing into his mouth and starts like swishing it around and gurgling it. <laughs> I love when he when he pours it in his mouth because he does this like. <laughs> 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 Like the animation and there's like the sound effect that goes with it of him just like <laughs> burbling it into his mouth. He's being like as sloppy as possible with <laughs> Jack's hot tea that he had. He just tossed back into his gaping maw, which also like swishing and gurgling hot tea would fucking kill your mouth. With yeah, that would be rough. Water. That'd be really that would brutal. Feel terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, he spits it back out into the sp- cup and like rolls it around on his shoulders like he's a Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah. <laughs> he tosses it back onto the table in front of Jack. Jack looks up at him from underneath his straw hat with like a very sad frown. Um, and he just very, he solemnly says very well, agreeing to this fight. <laughs> that was the final straw. You touch yeah. my tea. You'll get your fight, does Samurai. He only has so much of it. He carries around his own tea. Where do you think he gets it? That's a good question. I mean, there's there's like a tea vana that he goes to. Yeah, that's probably exactly (laughs) what it is. Or maybe he goes back to that Japanese family from Jack's Shoes. He just keeps going back and asking them for more tea. That's where he keeps getting his tea and his straw hats. Although we did see him making a straw hat in that exact same episode. So that is where he gets his sandals, though. Yeah, definitively. We've we've proven that to be true. Um, but yeah, Jack, he's agreed to this fight. The samurai loves that. He laughs and pulls out his sword and he's just ready to go. But Jack says, uh, no, like we're taking this fight outside. Very courteous of him. Yeah, I mean, it's the right thing to do. That's what I do in all of my bar fights is like, no, I don't want to ruin the bar. I'll take this fight outside. Yeah. Then I get my ass beat. <laughs> like the samurai. <laughs> Pretty much exactly the same way, too. Like, I fall <laughs> down in mud and my body suit falls off. <laughs> That's uh, so weird. We'll talk, we'll, about we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jack walks out the door into the pouring rain, which the samurai, like, very sadly protests. He's like, oh, but it's raining outside. Uh, Jack says something cool about it, too. Like, we'll fight under the darkness of leaves or something. One of many lines that Jack has in this episode, like he's clearly been like reading a book or something. <laughs> yeah, he's just quoting something at him. Just trying to sound all cool and uh, knowledgeable. Which is it's wasted words on the samurai. His intellect is not high enough to like even perceive what Jack's trying to get at. Um, But he uh, doesn't want to go outside in the rain, but then convinces basically just like has to convince himself that uh, Jack doesn't want to spoil his reputation by losing this fight in front of everybody in the bar. Yeah. So they go outside into the rain, uh, cuts to commercial and cuts back. The samurai whips out his sword and tells Jack to draw his sword. He's ready to fight. Um, Jack places his sand, his hand, 
He doesn't have any sand. He should have pocket sand. He though, should have pocket sand. Everyone really should have pocket sand. Yeah. Effective fighter. I mean, it's proof. I mean, the tr- the truly the great anime fighters of all time um, have employed pocket sand mm-hmm. tactics. So, you know, he's not really up to snuff with some of the, the great warriors that we know yeah. from anime history. Like, like Dale Gribble. Exactly. We're on the same page. Yeah. That's what that's. <laughs> not sure how to bring it there, though. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. punchline is King of the Hill is my favorite anime. <laughs> <laughs> he places his hand on his sword. Uh, Samurai's eyes go wide like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't really think he was going to do this. What have I gotten myself into? Um, Jack does draw his sword and whips it behind himself, cutting like two bamboo stalks in half. Mm-hmm. And he sheathes his sword and tosses one of those bamboo staffs that he's made over to Samurai who like has no idea what's going on here. Uh, there's an animation error here too. Uh, Cause Uh-oh. we see Jack sheath his sword. And then there's an establishing shot of the two of them standing opposite each other. Uh, and Jack is holding his sword. And then it cuts to a close up of Jack. And in this hand, he was holding his sword. He's holding the bamboo staff. I just watched the second season of uh, love is blind on Netflix. I'm not sure if you've watched this reality show. Nope. Um, it's like a, reality dating show which is actually it's pretty good you should check it out um but there's like a very tense conversation that this couple has like kind of towards the end of the season um and they're having this tense conversation over dinner and like it's so obviously chopped up like the editing because Mm. like the food on their plates goes from like empty to full to like half full to completely full to empty to completely full, like back and forth again and again. again. It's like maybe like one of the most obvious examples of that I've ever seen. Yeah. Of how reality TV is heavily manipulated. Yes. Yes. This is like not even trying to like hide that. Um, it was pretty funny. Um, but I did not catch on to that error. Nice job. You're you're the animation sleuth, as people have called you. (laughs) I'm paying attention. Um, Yeah, the samurai, (laughs) he doesn't know what Jack's up to. He literally points at the bamboo staff on the ground and says, what the heck is that? (laughs) Jack says, uh, it's your weapon. (laughs) Man, I didn't say I wanted to go fishing. You got to be kidding me with that. (laughs) <laughs> you crazy. I like it. I do like it. Draw your weapon and quit stalling. Baby, I'm ready to get ballin'. It is your weapon that remains to be drawn. Man, I said I ain't gonna fight you with that old toothpick. You have not yet earned the right to face my blade. How badass is that? And like, also, yeah, like, again, like the master moment of Jack being like, no, like, you are not even close to like being at this level. Like we're going to fight with these before you even get to like see my sword. It's very respectful. Yeah. He's like, dude, I would just fucking kill you. You would be dead in a second. (laughs) You don't deserve that. Well, maybe you do. You were kind of a jerk to all those people in the bar, but like, that's not my style. We'll, we'll do this first. And if, if it comes to it, we'll draw the swords. Mm -hmm. Unlikely though. Jack kind of like has the read on him right from the start. Oh yeah. Um, the samurai tosses away his sword and picks up the staff and tells Jack to come get him. But Jack just stands with his back turned. Uh, the samurai is getting impatient and tells Jack to hurry up because he doesn't have all night because uh, he has to save some time for the honeys. <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> One of my favorite lines of the episode. 
Um, and Jack delivers, yeah, like another one of his like lines of classic <laughs> one liner. Uh, he's got one for every situation. He tells him in this one, he says, uh, he who runs with aggression walks without dignity. Ooh. And uh, the, the samurai frowns at that. And he's he like, all right, like well, that. yeah, <laughs> he literally tells Jack that uh, his tactic is that he's going to bore him to death. <laughs> the samurai runs at Jack with his staff and uh, it does that. Monty Python thing where it cuts between Jack standing perfectly silent with his back turned and yep. back to like the samurai charging full steam ahead with that funk music playing behind yeah, and the him. music cuts in and out every time the, uh, the scene <laughs> changes between them. Yeah. Very good. Um, he catches up to Jack. The screen goes black for like a brief second and there's three little like pap pap paps that ring out. And uh, Jack is standing there with his staff held high and the samurai crashes down from the sky, like into the scene and like face first into the mud. Yep. And there's <laughs> his face is in the mud and he's got these like neon green sunglasses that he's wearing and he lifts his muddy face up and little windshield wipers pop out of his sunglasses and wipe <laughs> away the mud. Yep. I got to get me some of those. Uh, you can get them at a toy store. You probably could do exactly. Oh, that. you can. Yeah, I know. For certain you can. Ooh. I've seen them. What about a boombox that walks itself and plays itself? Nope, unfortunately not. Well, they did have those little robot dogs that you could put your hit clips into. Oh my God, hit clips. I forgot about those. <laughs> Welcome to 1999. You used to get them in, in uh, boxes of Lunchables. You know, mm -hmm. Like 30 second clips of your most popular songs. My favorite hit, cl hit clip was Dare to Pop. <laughs> That's oh, pretty much shit. all it would do. It was like 15 seconds worth of music. <laughs> Hit clips, kids. Ask your mom about them. <laughs> uh, Hit clips, maybe the original TikTok. Yeah, my sister used to collect all of the Dream Street ones. Oh, yeah, Dream Street. I remember the yeah. Dream Street commercials yep. that were on TV. Um, Whatever happened to Dream Street? Not to spend too much time on it, but the new... Pixar movie Turning Red mm -hmm. uh, takes place in like Toronto in yep. like 2002 or something like that. Uh, early 2000s anyway. And that like all of the the teenage girls are like obsessed with the boy band that is coming to town. And they do a really good job of like capturing the essence of like what like the members of such a boy band would be what their songs would sound like and like how the crowd react to said boy band. Mm -hmm. Like they really do kind of capture that magic in like a very good, satisfying way. I haven't seen that yet. I'll have to check it out. It's all I, right. I hear mixed things about it. Yeah, it's okay. Um, That was just a fun element of it. <laughs> uh, back to Samurai Jack, I say, uh, <laughs> to samurai face in the mud he gets all angry and flips himself over quickly like ready to go at jack but is like instantly pinned to the ground by jack's staff like standing over him um jack delivers some more of his classic wisdom the <laughs> samurai's fed up with that and leaps up to attack and uh furiously swipes at jack with his bamboo staff but jack is of course able to block and dodge Every single shot with ease. I like the shot where the camera's behind Jack and the samurai keeps swiping downwards. Uh, yep. And it's like repeats the same bit of animation at least five times. Yep. Repeatedly. Um, 
yeah, Jack, Jack, as we've seen many times before with a lesser foe, is just like not necessarily toying with him, but just kind of like letting him do his thing, mm-hmm. knowing that it's pointless. Yeah. Let him tire <laughs> himself out. Exactly. Um, Jack whacks him in the knee and uh, the samurai starts sputtering, but like Jack then hits him in the face with his bamboo staff, uh, sending his glasses flying away. And they shatter in half. R.I.P. the glasses. Yep. Uh, yep. They were very expensive, I hear. Very, very expensive. Uh, and and the samurai makes that clear. Uh, but Jack delivers another line about, like, he who wears a mask, which the samurai doesn't understand what he's trying to say. Yep. So. Oh, man. Jack's full of them today. <laughs> it's like he got, like, a inspirational quote a day calendar. <laughs> he's <got> a calendar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, they're really going to love this one. I, I'll have to keep it in he, mind. He pockets certain ones. He's like, hey, yeah, that one's good. I'm going to keep that one. <laughs> He's got, yeah, little flashcards. Um, the samurai picks up a staff and swings at Jack some more. Uh, Jack, of course, blocks those attacks and then gives the samurai a solid cartoon bonk right on the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Um. The samurai starts charging up one of his famous spinning attacks, uh, but Jack like sticks his staff in to halt the spinning and then gives him the exact same bonk on the head. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Bonks him twice. And yeah, the samurai has such like a sour look on his face when he's getting like squashed by this bonk. It's, it's really good because it like changes the shape of his face. Uh, yeah. And like it goes off model for it. I, I can't remember exactly what it looks like, but it started to look like almost like a, a Wario face to me mm. in this moment. And then at another moment later on, it even kind of like pushed that a bit further with the bodysuit yep. thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brendan, not too much longer. We're going to have to wait because that's the exact moment that we're going to talk about right now, which is m- maybe like the funniest segment of this episode. Yeah. Um. Jack hooks his staff under the samurai's belt, ripping it in half, and uh, the samurai's clothes fall off, revealing like little polka dotted boxer shorts. Yep, which is good. Uh, maybe they could have been like hearts that were dotting the boxer shorts. That might have been. Yeah, a nice in touch. my memory, they were hearts. Uh, Close enough. Yeah, I think they were just polka dots. Just Either little red way, dots. Yeah, pretty much exactly what you would expect from something like this. Uh, Jack. Tells the samurai uh, that the shell of an oyster only hides the pearl inside. Which I don't understand, really. What's he getting at with that one? Like, that's the first one that's just like, all right, now you're just saying things to say things. It almost kind of seems like that's the opposite of, like, what is revealed in this moment, too. Because, like, the shell of an oyster hiding the pearl. So, like, the pearl being the covetous thing, like, yeah. the desirable thing. So, destroying the shell... But then he, when he destroys this shell, like the pearl that's inside of the samurai shell is not good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Something. It's it, it was a weird one. It's like, yeah, somebody like said something to Jack and he went, well, when in Rome, like, that's <laughs> not it's not that's not when you do this. Um. Yeah, he uh, he has revealed the samurai's boxer shorts and he's embarrassed. And the samurai lets out like this wild shriek. And uh, pogo's himself up high into the air, and he brings his staff down on Jack's head, <laughs> and lets out like a very satisfied laugh that he was able to strike Jack in the head. Um, 
Jack doesn't react to this because it turns out it's only been made to look like he hit Jack. From the angle we're looking at, <laughs> it's yes. really weird. From the angle of the camera looking on at this fight, it looks like he's smacked Jack straight on the head, but Jack steps to the side, revealing he's holding his staff upright and like caught the blow before it hit him. It's just like It's so weird because it, it works for like a cartoon for the joke, right. but like the samurai would see that he didn't hit Jack. It's a great sight gag for us, but yeah, maybe <laughs> contextually. Like, doesn't make sense. I but it like is very that. funny, yeah. nonetheless. Yes, yes. Very, very good. Very good. Uh, but that's not the end of this funny segment, Brendan, uh, because Jack smacks the samurai in the back and uh, his skin starts to, like, splinter. I was very confused at this point. Like, when it started to happen, I was like, what is ha- what's going on? <laughs> I was too, because I didn't remember this element of the Samurai's character. Right. So it took me completely by surprise in the best possible way. Um, his skin starts to splinter and like a crack forms across his big burly chest. And his torso falls off, followed by his shoulders falling off. Yeah. Um, revealing that. This entire time, he's been wearing some kind of muscle suit. Yep. And even Jack is, like, surprised to learn that the Samurai's true form is he has, like, a big head and gigantic thick neck that's connected to, like, this scrawny little arms and legs that are kind of, like, almost Popeye-ish because they kind of yeah. bulge out, like, towards the end. Yeah, his, like, calves and his his forearms are really big. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, just to kind of put the cherry on top, uh, he instantly sprouts a gigantic, uh, beer gut. Yeah. <laughs> so the samurai has transformed thanks to Jack's like splitting his suit, his body suit open. I had, yeah, I'd completely forgotten that, that this was something that happened to the samurai. I mean, I, Knew that Jack was going to embarrass him, but I didn't know that it was like, oh, also, like, not only is he a phony in, like, the way that he speaks, but, like, this is just not even close to, like, the real person that we're looking at. Like, I didn't remember that that was going to happen. And now, from this point on through the rest of the episode, it is so hard to take the samurai seriously. Yep. Which I guess is kind of the point. Jack has, like, fully undressed him now, like, Mm. kind of cut him down to size um it's very very funny brendan it's it so is. good it's really good <laughs> really weird but really good very odd but so satisfying um the samurai has he's had enough and he starts like threatening jack which is just a humongous waste of time um and jack hears something approaching through the forest and tries to shush the samurai but he keeps flapping his gums as he'll do so Jack literally has to like slap his hand over his mouth to silence him, mm-hmm. um, which is something that like 30 seconds ago, the samurai might have protested this, but now he knows that he, like how utterly powerless he is compared to Jack. <laughs> he just has to take it. Yep. Um, yeah. Jack readies himself for something coming through the tall grass in the forest and through the tall grass, through the trees are more of these robot bounty hunters. And now there's like dozens of them emerging from the forest. Um, they brandish their weapons 
And then like their little pen cap heads like flap open to reveal robotic handsome Squidward faces. Yeah, is this is it, guy? Uh, because you, you had texted me a few days ago, and we're like, some characters look like robot Squidward, or not robot Squidward, handsome Squidward. Uh, and I was like, is it the samurai? Like the whole time, I was like, I guess he kind of looks like that. And no, then these no, kids no. popped up, and I was like, oh, oh, those, it's them. Except we got they're there. infinitely more horrifying because, like, yes. they've got these like mouths full of sharp teeth, but like from a distance, it kind of just looks like they've got like bloody grins. Like there's like blood between all their teeth when they're like farther away and you can't like see their faces as well. They've got like a coloration on their robo lips that does kind of like lead to that kind of effect. It's It's odd. They're they're horrifying. I I hate them. Yeah. They're like less sleek than they had originally been when they showed up. And now, yeah, just kind of grotesque. Yeah. I don't, I don't like these things at all. (laughs) I don't care for them either. Uh, but here they are ready to fight. Um, they completely surround Jack and De Samurai. Jack readies his bamboo staff, ready to fight. Um, which De Samurai like can't believe that Jack is actually going to stay here for this fight. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" Mm-hmm. And Jack still doesn't draw his sword. He's just got the bamboo staff still. Just the staff. Yeah, doesn't yep. even need the sword. Even these robots haven't earned the right. <laughs> yeah, De Samurai bolts out of there as quick as he can. He's like, "Fuck this." Um, runs away from them. But one of those robots shoots like a gun at him. It's hard to call it a gun because what it does is like a laser wraps around his neck Mm -hmm. and forms like a big metal collar. So it's like a trap gun. It's like a laser bola. Laser restraint gun. I don't know. (laughs) Oddly specific weapon. Uh, but yeah, it wraps this big metal collar around to Samurai and he tumbles over backwards from the weight of this collar. And uh, we're like seeing through his eyes as he's looking upside down up at the army of robots ready to fight Jack. Mm-hmm. Jack waits for these robots to make the first move. One takes a step and he demolishes it with like just a single swipe of his bamboo staff. Oh, yeah. Um, but with this. The other robots, all their eyes light up and they all move in on Jack and uh, he chokes up on the staff and starts swinging away at these robots like he's Barry Bonds. Yep. Jack is uh, swinging that staff around, carving through these robots pretty easily. You know, in another episode in the past, he might have gotten overwhelmed just by like the sheer number of enemies that he's facing, but not this time. Nah. Those days are behind him. Yeah, he's badass now. At least for this episode. At least this time, yeah. I'm sure another time we'll change we'll change our tune regarding Jack's badassery. Um, but uh the Samurai has to close his eyes as like robo parts are raining down on him from Jack's onslaught. Um he looks up and Jack is standing alone, his uh, straw hat is smoldering and disintegrates. Um, but the fight is over at least for now, and uh, the rain actually stops and the sun comes out and Jack has saved the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's piles and piles of robo scraps all over this battlefield and uh, the camera zooms in on a single robo hand that comes to life and like pulls its way towards the pile of scraps. Um, and all of the pieces in these piles start to like drag themselves together and start forming something. Um, 
the uh, Samurai and Jack kind of both don't notice this right away. The Samurai stares up at Jack, who is like standing silently over him. Um, and he clangs his staff one time off of the metal collar, which pops open, freeing the Samurai. No lock picking needed or like repeated strikes. Just one good solid bonk. Yep. All it took. The uh, Samurai gets up and uh, looks very sheepish and uh, realizes that uh, he actually says to Jack, oh, maybe I ain't so bad after all. Which we know that Jack understands that when he says bad, he means bad being good, not bad being bad. Uh, because he had the same exact conversation with the DJ in uh, Jack and the Rave. Uh, right, yep. called himself bad. But We've Jack was like, no, already. not bad, good. Yeah. yeah. Jack's hip to this exact level of slang, so we don't need to question it. Um, They're having like a little moment together when there's a noise off screen and uh, the samurai gasps and says, look out. And he pushes Jack out of the way and takes the brunt of like a full laser blast. Yep. Just a regular laser blast this time. It's pink. The last one was green. This one's different. It just kind of seems like, you know, your run of the mill, like zappy hurting laser blast. Yep. No kind of extra collars or any sort of restraints created by this one. This is. This is your dad's laser blast. <laughs> um, yeah, he takes the full force of it, kind of saving Jack from that attack. And uh, Jack looks up at what has become of those robot scraps that pulled themselves together. They've kind of amalgamated themselves into some like horrific spider it's thing. Like this eldritch monstrosity, like something you'd see in Bloodborne. It's got like a long spindly body with like a bunch of little spider legs and a huge head with like wires hanging down like tentacles. And well, no, it's not even its head. It's like it's its torso because it, off of that, it's got all these long necks with all the robot heads on them. Yeah, it's horrifying. Um, it's very scary. And I was going to ask you what video game you think this would be from, but I think something like Bloodborne probably makes the most sense. Yeah, it looks like a Bloodborne boss I would expect to fight, except that wouldn't be a robot. It would be fleshy. Fleshy. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a flesh boy. Um, yeah, that's not what we're dealing with here. I almost thought it was going to be like a Metal Gear Solid thing, but those are like very sleek. Yeah, those usually look like dinosaurs. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't be this kind of monstrosity. Yeah. Kojima's, you know, a little more civilized. Yeah. Everyone knows. This is, this he made is, a game about peeing. Made a game about, oh, he did, yeah. <laughs> As a game about That's peeing. That's what that what game's the hell about, are you talking right? about? I think so, yeah. Uh, BB loves it. Loves when you pee. Uh, who wouldn't? Um, <laughs> Jack uh, draws his sword as these many heads of this monstrous being fly towards him. And uh, it is a tougher battle than he had previously. He does take a few scrapes from this this strange creature. Um, but he manages to block off, you know, enough of their attacks and then hurls his sword into the middle of the machine, like into its torso thing. And uh, to it topples over, defeated, and explodes. Um, how does Jack always know exactly when and where to throw his sword to like finish the fight. Maybe he's got some sort of like heat vision, like uh, in Resident Evil Four, when you have to fight the regenerator yeah. things, you have to shoot them in the right spot. Maybe he can he can just see it. This thing doesn't necessarily have like a soft underbelly, like no. a big pink soft underbelly. So he's got to yeah, he's got to have some kind of laser vision that like lights up like red 
and yeah. like, hit here. Detective vision shows the weak spot. <laughs> um, I mean, I, whatever works for him, because now the fight is truly over. And uh, Jack walks up to DeSamurai, who is again watching in stunned silence. And uh, Jack sheathes his sword and um, tells DeSamurai, he actually says to him, you have taken the first step towards the true path to the way of the samurai, uh, thanks to his selfless act of saving Jack from the, the laser blast. So for once, as long as we've known him, DeSamurai has done something right. Yep. Baby steps. Fully redeeming himself in the eyes of the viewers and in Jack's eyes. So you, you got to feel good about it. Um, yeah, he's taking the first step, Jack says. And Jack turns to walk away and DeSamurai leaps up and chases after him and calls him like sensei and basically begs him for more samurai lessons. I like that he asks him if he's got like a videotape or something <laughs> that he can yeah. have. Some sort of reference material. Yeah, <laughs> some homework. <laughs> yeah, he uh, chases after Jack. They walk off into the distance, and that is the end of the episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. Watch out. Watch out. Brendan, I'm not sure if you could tell uh, based on my commentary throughout this episode, but I really love this episode a lot. This is a great episode. Uh, I like this. Yeah, I like this one a lot as well. Um, definitely in the top three of the season. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Same joke we made last week. <laughs> going to make going, it every baby. time. Next week will be in the top four. We're going to make it till we get to episode 11, and then I got to stop making it. And then, yeah, at, at, that's the point at which that joke will get old. Yeah, well, because you can't do uh, the top 11 episodes. Top 10 is where it's you got it. a bad it. number. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, I mean, when it is all said and done, this will definitely be high on um, my personal list, I'm guessing, because this is like a really, really great episode. Like, does Samurai as a character, like me remembering him before we even started this podcast and like thinking that he was going to be a bigger part of the show than it turns out he truly was, like kind of speaks to like how much of an impact he really makes. Um, like even just having the one episode, like does, as I said before, like he gets to stand out as like one of the best characters in Samurai Jack history. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about it while I was watching it when you had me do the uh, the predictions game. I don't remember yeah. what you titled it. Uh, Brendan's Best Bets. Brendan's Best Bets. That's the one uh, episode, whatever episode that was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking if you had asked me who I thought would come back after this episode, I probably would have said the Samurai has a good chance of like showing up again later. Yeah. Uh, especially because it feels like the way Jack interacts with him, he's like annoyed with him at first and like clearly kind of thinks he's a bit of an asshole, but like it feels like he sees something in him and that's the only reason he's entertaining it and like giving him lessons and like he right. sees potential in the samurai. Exactly. He's not just like completely blowing him off as like maybe he should have yeah. based on the way he was acting. Um, but yeah, it does does like allow himself to like sort of play the the role of like the teacher. Um, yeah, yeah, I, th I think exactly as you said. Like, does does see some sort of like redeeming qualities into Samurai that like might be worth nurturing? Yeah, uh, and I think that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where it looks like he does have like some skill because he he is pretty right. good with the sword. Like, he's not he's not Jack level, but he does handle himself relatively well, even though he's a bit flashy and kind of into himself 
Yeah. So I could see like if they were to bring some characters back, the samurai would be a good one to like maybe further down the road after he's had some time, he shows up and he's like actually a noble warrior. I don't know, Brendan. We're just going to have to wait and find <laughs> out what happens. We're going to have to see you later. <laughs> time will tell, my boy. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't think anyone would complain about De Samurai being in more episodes of Samurai Jack, which is like why I am like disappointed that it took us this long to see him. Cause like if he had been in an earlier episode, they could have used him almost to like the same extent that they've used like the Scotsman. Right. Which has only been two times so far. We haven't seen the Scotsman. Doesn't it feel like it in should a while. have been so much more though? I feel like, yeah, I feel like he should show up once a season. <laughs> yeah. It's been since season two, but like his appearances were like such landmark moments that like, it does feel like he's a bigger part of the show than maybe yeah. he really is. Yeah. Um, which also could lend itself to the fact that like we don't have any recurring characters on this show uh, yeah. other than Jack and Aku. So like having the Scotsman be there multiple times makes it feel like, oh, he's core to like everything. It solidifies about Samurai him. Jack. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Samurai, I think, would have been like that level of character, too, if, you know, they'd given him the time. But like even just having the one episode that we've had here, like. Highly satisfying. Uh, David Allen Greer like played this character perfectly. Mm. Um, love it. Love Jack in this episode. Um, just great. Uh, thumbs up all the way around. Oh, yeah. Would watch this one again. Yeah, highest quality. Barely any shaky cam. I didn't see a single instance. Uh, Thank God. Nope. Maybe the well, the boo box was shaking the room, wasn't it? That's true. I'm not sure if I would really qualify that in the same category as, as, as the. This is a ninja shaky cam. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's maybe not a fair comparison to make, but uh, I'll give you that. You know, it did shake. You know, the boombox did come in there and shake yeah, things yeah, up yeah, a little yeah. bit. So I'll give you that one, Brendan. You snuck it by me this time, but I won't let it happen again. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, Brendan, that was episode 42 of Samurai Jack titled Samurai versus Samurai, which again is one of my favorite episode titles that I feel like we've had in a while. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Simple is, and straight to the point. sea of garbage titles. <laughs> Do you have a problem with Robo Samurai versus Mondo Bot? I do. Yeah, because I can't ever remember the order of operations for the Robo Samurai. Uh, all right. That was that episode. Uh, Brendan, we have an email this week. Ba -ba 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 email. That's it. That's all you get this time. That was uh, an aggressive version <laughs> of the email song, too. Apologies in advance to everyone's headphones exploding. Yeah. Get fucked. Uh, we have an email from Joseph. Uh, Joseph is a repeat writer. You've probably heard Welcome his name Welcome back, before. Joseph. Thanks for so writing it again, you Joseph. Again. You know what? And hold on. I'm going to take a minute here to call out the rest of our listeners. You people, thank you for listening, by the way. <laughs> you people are letting Joseph walk all over you. All right? Somebody take this guy down a couple fucking pegs. All right? <laughs> Joseph's like, making y'all look like jumps. He's making you look like, uh, yeah, like a bunch of lackadaisical podcast listeners why don't you like take a little charge in your life for once and send an email to the podcast it's a you know fucking what? initiative joseph is running laps around your asses <laughs> uh anyway thanks for the email joseph thanks uh, brendan continue uh, great to hear from you again he says hey guys welcome back uh thank you we took a short break um this will be our second episode so we'll be back but Thank you. Anyway, uh, like you guys, I've been looking forward to this episode. Uh, and I believe he's referring to Jack versus the ninja. 
That's correct. Yes. Uh, I've been looking forward to this episode. It's so iconic. After hearing your recap, I had a realization. The beginning of the episode is extremely similar to the beginning of From Russia with Love, uh, which is a classic Bond film. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yep, yep. Uh, I haven't seen it, though. <laughs> but. I, okay, continue. Oh, okay. Please. Uh, he, Joseph goes on to say in it, James Bond faces off with an assassin and ends up getting, re- yeah, getting killed. And it's revealed that this was a fake bond, which was a test, which is exactly how Jack versus the ninja starts up. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a one-to-one comparison. Yep. Yep. So I, I've got to watch that movie now because I need to see it for myself. Um, but he goes on to say the rest of the movie is the assassin tailing and observing bond and even manipulating him until the final confrontation. Uh, so it sounds like the episode yeah. might have been heavily inspired by uh, that James Bond film. That was a Which Sean Connery really, one, wasn't it? That was a Sean Connery one. Um, really interesting to think that like it. It. I mean, based on Joseph's description there, like it does sound very similar. And yeah. Like, I could totally. I, I, you almost have to think like they definitely did borrow like from that plot. But like interesting to think that they did that in a way where like instead of James Bond and an assassin, it's like a cybernetic ninja in like a Polynesian village. Yeah. Like, <laughs> very different theme, but like same kind of storyline that is very interesting yeah so i'll i'll probably check out that movie uh hopefully before our next episode uh, and i will come back to confirm i'm sure that joseph wouldn't lie to us he hasn't yet no but, never he would never you know, trust but verify is what i'm all about i have seen this movie but it's been like oh god probably 15 years or something oh, wow. um so i i don't remember anything about it like it, it sounds like that is like the entire story is what joseph just described yeah. and i just straight up don't remember the movie i i had the playstation 2 from russia with love video game forgot that existed yeah uh it was like uh trying to like get some of that grand theft auto good good because it, it right. had a lot of like open world ish driving sections in it yeah. Uh, I never finished it, but what st- stood out to me about that game, uh, off to go on a little bit of a tangent, was that they did get Sean Connery to do the voice, but oh, the game came so out like 20-something years after the film, so it's old More man than Sean like Connery. 40 or 50 yeah. years after, yeah. So it's old man Sean Connery voicing young Sean Connery in oh, the game, and it's so really weird. That uh, is so good. It is good, but it was like, oh, this is, something's really, it's like uncanny like hearing that voice come out of that face. It's like, did you watch the or, or play the uh, DuckTales game that came out like like 10 ish? The more recent ago? one? Uh, I did not know. The they had the same voice actor for Scrooge McDuck, who was like a 90 something year old man. So it was like very evident, like, oh, yeah, this guy's getting up there in years. <laughs> Um, it's like now anytime that like Star Wars has like a Darth Vader thing and it's like James Earl Jones is like, I think in his nineties as well. It's like, oh man, like he still has the pipes, but you can kind of tell they're like starting to wane yeah. just a tiny little bit. You can hear a difference. It's, it's, it's his voice is aged. He, he's got some more grizzle to him that he didn't he's have old. Like, yeah. He's an old man. <laughs> uh, Let oh, him man. be at peace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joseph wraps up with looking forward to the rest of the season. Thank you very much, Joseph. We always uh, appreciate hearing from you and anyone else who writes in uh, and keep them coming at uh, got recap at gmail.com. We'd love to read them on the show. Brendan, are you 
anything of like a Bond guy? Is does James Bond like a, appeal to you in um, any substantial way? Not really. I liked uh, Skyfall, but that's kind of the only one that I have any like real affinity for. Yeah, uh, I I'm a big fan of like the spy, like the James Bond genre kind of thing. Like when they take right. that and do something with it, like even parody like uh, Austin Powers is funny, and like Kingsmen. I really Son liked of powers. We've talked about Austin uh, Powers for Son of Powers on the show. Any interest in that? <laughs> I have uh, immense interest in that. I like Kingsmen though. I thought Kingsmen was really fun, and that's like that that style, but again, more over the top and comedic than like right. a James Bond would be. James Bond is like such a weird franchise to me because I think I've only seen like three of the movies, and there mm. are God, what like thirty of them There's or something a lot, insane. Yeah, um, and it seems like one of those things that like I don't know anyone in my personal life who gives a shit about James Bond, but like clearly enough people must cause they keep cranking them out. Yeah. Like maybe it's just like an, like an American thing. Like it's not as on the forefront of like American media in the way that something like a Marvel movie is. Yeah. Um, mm. maybe, but then I, I don't know. I like, I would have to imagine that like the biggest box office for those movies is probably America or China as is the case with most action movies. Yeah, um, that's true. I think also it, maybe not because like China might not have like the cultural kind of like touchstones for what that kind of stuff is all about. I don't, you know, I don't know James Bond. It's just like this, this gigantic machine that seems like too big to fail, but also like <laughs> I don't care about it and don't know anybody that cares about it. So it's just like a very weird yeah, thing to me. I, I, I'm always like interested to see them. I rarely ever get around to it though. Like I did want to see right. that newest one with Daniel Craig. That I can't no time the name to die. Is that what it was called? There was like a, a parade scene where they're in like a Day of the Dead parade or something. Mm, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh well. Um, this is a nothing conversation. We're yeah. saying nothing to each cut other that. right now. Cut so that, let's cut shut that. Cut that. Let's shut this shit right down. <laughs> um, thank you <laughs> for the email, Joseph. Uh, yes, uh, got a recap at gmail.com. Somebody fucking knock Joseph off this pedestal because he's getting How a little too big now? for his purchase. Is this our fourth email from our buddy Joseph? I'm going to keep reading them as long as he keeps sending them in. Oh, yeah, so. I'm for it. Uh, yeah. We will get back to you about From Russia With Love. Uh, <laughs> I saw From Paris With Love. Is that the same thing? I don't think so. Um, anyway, got a recap at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, at Gotta Recap on social media, follow us there. Uh, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us five star reviews there. Uh, we would be very thankful for you doing that. Yes, uh, Brendan, we've been going on too long with this podcast. Um, I specifically had set aside some time today for the honeys. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> So please stop talking to me so I can get to the honeys. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough out of you. Is it getting any better the no. more that I do it? <laughs> it only gets worse. Uh, that's the message to take away from this podcast is it only gets worse. Uh, so try to cheer up before next week and uh, we'll try to do the same. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.